sadhana and the varieties or different aspects of performing mantra sadhana what is mantra sadhana well I suppose you'd have to start as what is mantra where you're taking mantra you can take it as mantra Mm -hmm. which literally means to protect the mind man iti trayate yeah to protect the mind so the re- mantra recitation is the absorption of the mind and the self as the focus or, or the perceiver on the sound vibration. Mm-hmm. Uh, by doing so, you are putting yourself in alignment with the mantra. And a mantra is a... Usually it's a... S- sequence of sounds over four syllables generally Mm -hmm. with one exception that I know of which is Rama is a two syllable we call it two syllable mantra but generally speaking a mantra has four syllables or more Mm. Um, I suppose Om is one syllable but that is the general uh, General principle principle. they're they're termed differently (laughs) if you look in Shara Tilaka it gives the names or terms for Spells, you could say, under four syllables, or one, two, three, four, all the way up to like forty and more, and they have different terms for each yeah, kind, yeah, right? Yeah. So you're saying that specifically mantras themselves generally are usually speaking over four. are usually over four syllables, and they are, um, I suppose, in simplified terms, it might be that you're well, you're invoking a state of being. Right. That's actually the and best that's, way to that's put what it. You'd call you're not ta- not talking about you're not talking about an energy or it's it's actually a state of being mm-hmm. that you are trying to come in alignment with this particular state of being. Mm-hmm. And so that's maybe where where Panchanga comes in. We can understand that in understanding the five limbs of a mantra. You could say that. So explain that a little bit. Well, <clears throat> generally speaking, when you find a what would be considered a bona fide mantra, a mantra that has a, um, how to say it, um, an accessible lineage. That's not even quite right. You have you have what are called prasiddha mantras or mantras that are are usable by anyone. Mm-hmm. And then there are other mantras that are maybe very very specific, and they may be beneficial for some and not beneficial mm-hmm. for others. And so they're not generally recommended. So generally, mantras that have a rishi are recommended for everyone. They're okay. accessible for all. 
Mm. If you don't know the Rishi, then traditionally they would say, unless you've received it from 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 your teacher, maybe don't consider that. Mm. Or this ways to technically look at whether those sounds are good for you or not. But that's getting a little more deep than we need to go. So we have a so Rishi. The, so we have a Rishi. It starts with the Rishi. Why don't we explore this using Gopal Mantra as the... Because uh, we know the Panchanga easily for that, so we can... Uh, yeah, so, so the Rishi, Nard, so Nard is the Rishi. Mm. So that means the Rishi is the seer. Mm-hmm. He is the one who has uh, realized the mantra, mm-hmm. uh, or he was the first one to hear it mm. in the Shabda. It's mm. deep in the meditation. Once you go deep, deep, deep into the meditation, oftentimes it has its own sound. Mm-hmm. And in that space, the mantra was heard. And the first person to hear that mantra is considered the Rishi. Mm. And he's revealing it to others. A question just arose in my head. Okay. Which is, according to Brahma Samhita, that's the mantra, the same mantra as Brahma gets. Right. And since Brahma's the first being, how is it that Narada is the Rishi? Because there might be something about it received from, uh, that in some way or another, he's the one that's revealing it. He's the one that's seen it, right. revealed it. Okay. Brahma may have heard it, but he still, he's, uh, he, and he still may not have be. gotten the full purport or something was, right. he's not considered the Rishi. Um, um, that would be the only and so, like, understanding. and so, like, um, meditating on or thinking about the Rishi before starting a mantra. So, what does that actually the, functionally do? You are, you are. <clears throat> generally, they will do a, they'll do the, um, the nyas. Yeah. So they would put the Rishi on your head. The Rishi goes on the, mm-hmm. the top of the head. Mm-hmm. And since he was the, it's a, it's a, it's a, you, you, you're, you are, propitiating that being mm-hmm. because he's the one that had yeah, it and yeah. is the capacity to give it to you yeah is in one sense mm-hmm. also you're um it's the homage of of the the lineage, lineage. itself so that mantra came from that person mm-hmm. so you're acknowledging that person um but the idea is that you are you are aligning yourself it's a putting yourself in alignment. So the panchanga is how you align yourself so that you can align with the mantra, right? Mm-hmm. Because that, that rishi, he had the alignment. So you're aligning yourself with the rishi first right. so that you can put yourself in a position to mm-hmm. align with the mm-hmm. mantra. Okay? So first is the rishi. Next is chanda. So the chanda... The Gayatri chanda and Fragopa mantra. Uh, the chanda is the number of... Well, people will say it's the Matra. number of s- syllables, but it's the number of beats Matra. Yeah. in the mantra. Mm-hmm. And they don't always line up with how many syllables are in the mm-hmm. written mantra. Because uh, Gopal Mantra is 18 syllables. But it's a 24 syllable. But it's 24 Matras. Yeah. The Chanda is measured in beats. Yeah. Right? And so, so that, it, it's describing that, the Spanda of the mantra. It's describing it's the rhythm of the rhythm. Uh, a twenty-four beat rhythm is that that mantra is supposed to be. So that tells you that there's long syllables, which are and, two matras, and short syllables, which are one, which are one. So that's the chanda. Mm-hmm. And again, because it's about getting an alignment with the flow of the sound, you're aligning with this mantra. The chanda is important because it's the rhythm. 
And if you're not in rhythm, you know, like in music, if you're playing the drum and if someone's mm-hmm. playing playing the cartels or, or, you know, however it is, if you're not in the same rhythm, it becomes uh, disharmonious rather than harmonious. Mm-hmm. And so the mantra Chanda tells you how to, it alludes to how you find the the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Next we have Devata. So the Devata is telling you the object of, of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, is telling you who who that state of being is. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, Yoga Mantra, we're talking about Sri Krishna Devata. Um, so then, after the Devata is the Kilakam. Going back to Devata. Okay. We're establishing Devata in the heart. Another word, another term for Devata often is like light, light being the the. the yeah. We're talking about the being. We're talking, but it's got. It's, it has. Um, I want you to show the connection to consciousness, David, and consciousness. Well, by the word Devata itself, Deva itself means an illuminator. It has the root div, right? Like divya, mm-hmm. knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's illuminating. Mm. So the devas are illuminators. So like when you think of, generally we use the word devas, we're thinking of the the various cosmic gods. And you'll find that the principal um, devatas, Indra, Agni, mm. uh, they're all, they all connect to your bodily functions. So Indra is is your nervous system. He's the predominating of the nervous system. Agni is your, your faculty of physical digestion and mental digestion. Mm-hmm. He's part of the consciousness faculty. So all of them are bringing illumination, and that illumination being the symbol of of conscious awareness. Yeah. The topmost devata is Vasudeva. Yes, lovely. Is Vasudeva, who is giving the light to those devas, right? So, <clears throat> the when we say the devata, we could actually even say that who we are bringing light to, hmm. we are illuminating that devata, and that devata is illuminating us, us. Right? right? We are directing our illumination, our consciousness to that devata. Mm-hmm. And that devata, in turn, is becoming aware of us. Right. It's mutual. Interesting. So when you're looking at him, he's, he's looking, looking at, at you. you. Beautiful. Okay. And the next part is uh, shakti. Shakti. So the next... No, no, bija. Bija. Yeah, you're right. So shakti. So the... Oh, bija, sorry. The bija. So the bija is the seed sound. Mm -hmm. It's the sound um, that's usually composed of a A. consonant, a vowel, uh, with a... Anuswara. The anuswara. Mm. Mm. And so it could be two consonants. It can get complicated. You can have very complicated bijas. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, it's one consonant, which is a, uh, a masculine mm-hmm. uh, energy. 
and with a shakti. What do they call beaches with multiple um, consonants? It's a, a cluster, but I can't remember the word. Ooh, I don't remember the word either. It's called a cluster. Mm. It's a husk frame. Yeah, yeah, those. yeah, yeah. Um, so the bija is the it is the most condensed. It's the it's it's the mantra condensed mm-hmm. to its most root form. So then, why why is Gopal Mantras calm bija or? Right. <clears throat> well, Gopal Mantra's Kalim is uh, Ka Tama, it's Kama. Mm-hmm. So it's the Kama Bija. Mm-hmm. Ka Tama. Mm-hmm. Um, and the La is manifesting it. Mm-hmm. It's becoming, it's coming into being. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard it said that it brings. It, 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 it's, it's, it's that one, that one, that specific. Bija brings the devata, like it calls. Yes, it. because that is the it. Um, just like an oak tree comes from a, a little acorn, the bija is that it is the seed of that reality. Mm-hmm. And so what is the connection between it being specifically desire or kama bija and Krishna and Krishna? Because it's the original will. Mm. Krishna is the original will of reality. So he's the desire of reality itself. He's the desire of reality itself. That will. The will and desire are the same. Mm-hmm. You think it is without a desire, there's no will. And without no will, there's no desire. Mm-hmm. So Krishna is the original will. And therefore, he is the original Kama Dev. Mm. He is inspiring uh, everyone. And because everyone is part and parcel of that original will, mm-hmm. all will stems from that original will, mm-hmm. you could say. Everyone ha- is operating also on their will and their desire. Mm-hmm. And. So we're tapping into that original desire. Into the original desire. Wow. And. We are aligning ourselves with that original desire, mm. that original will, and we are. Um, they, you are aligning your desire with the purest, most desire. So that's the common bija. That's, so that's bija. Now we have shakti. In regards to this, we have swaha as shakti. So the Shakti is the power. It's the force that makes it happen. So you have, you know, like fire, the Shakti is heat. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. Without heat, fire can't do what it does. Yeah. It has to have heat so or light. So Swaha. Swaha is the. Uh, the Shakti and what that tells us is that it is an offering the power is in the power is in offering. The, in offering surrender it's in Swaha we have these two syllables well Saha if anyone's listened to your uh, one of your meditations that describes Saha as life itself on mm-hmm. the different aspects of your life if you're listening to this, there is a guided meditation that I've 
put out on YouTube. You can follow me on YouTube at Abhimanyu Trends from the Heart and check out my guided meditations there. And this is guided meditation number three on the breath, and that goes into what he's talking about now. So, so swaha, uh, you have the the um, the ha is your life itself, mm-hmm. and the I mean the sa as well. Mm-hmm. You have the in and the out breath. So, Krishna says that the yogi offers the. In breath. in breath to the out breath and the out breath to the in breath. That's swaha. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm. and you're saying that I breathe. It's like my life is your life. Mm. I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm giving me. I'm giving so my the power, own. Breath, the my power own. of the mantra is actually mm. in the mood of I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm, I'm surrendered unto you. Mm. And in that mantra, in particular, we're worshiping Krishna as. It's not just Krishna Devata. It's like. It's it's Krishna as as um, you're being introduced to him as as it's a precursor to what would be called the Kama Gayatri, mm. and you're being introduced to Krishna as the embodiment of love, mm. because desire at its deepest root is for love. Mm. It's not. Uh, we have here it's not, stuff. it's not for stuff nor is it for bodily urges mm. or it's it's deep mm. and everybody has this deep seated need for love mm. that's the original will mm. to experience love is the original will right and he is that and he embodies that he's he is the well because he is reality actually you could say that anything and anyone that was ever and will ever be loved is in fact Krishna. Krishna was in fact all those things. Yeah. He was the only receiver of love. The only is not quite right. It's not quite right. But he is the... Because we're talking about he's non-dual principle anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, so he's everything and everyone. everyone. So... And yet, everything and everyone is also everything so that, and everyone. That state of experiencing and relishing love is intimately connected to what Krishna is, is. and how he functions eminently in the world through love. Through love. So, so this mantra is it's it's a it's a, it's a mantra about uh, about love mm-hmm. and worshiping love mm-hmm. himself, mm-hmm. the giver of love, the, the receiver, receiver of love, and love itself. And love itself. Yeah. And so the swaha. Is the full surrender to that. Mm, beautiful. Now we have Kilaka. Okay. Here is an interesting one that I haven't been able to fully. So the Kilaka, so we start with Kilaka. Here is, is, is Chandre Kilaka. Chandre Kilaka. The, there's a few things here that stand out. One is, okay, so Chandra itself is the moon. Yeah. So we, we understand that. And Kilakam is the key. Key is the, is the key. So how you the unlock it. unlocks it. So one of the interpretations we know that it's lunar. It's a lunar mo- mantra. Yeah. Meaning it's more about emotion than it is about about knowledge. knowledge. If it was Surya Kilaka, then we would think, okay, you have to have this Gyan yeah. mood. So Chandra Kilaka is obviously pointing to devotion, but also that it says Chandre. It, 
refers maybe to a place because when you take a thing like so if you have a forest it's vana yeah. but if you're saying in the forest you say vane hmm. right so chandra or chandre means in the moon so that's a place now so where, it could be that it's about the bindu but where is the bindu in the mantra do we have a bindu in the mantra yeah I think yeah, so it could be that the, the Kivaka is in the Bindu. Mm-hmm. Right? That's one possibility. Or, I'm going to posit that it it's in Swadishtan. Right. Because that's where the moon is. That's where the moon is in the body. Yeah. So that, that has something to do and with... And it connects to desire... Intimately, so so that means that you would want to be starting this mantra in Swadishtan. Hmm. That's where you you starting this starting this mantra in the Swadishtan chakra, which is where it would like the the where the lumbar spine meets the the um, sacral spine. That that transition there. So that's the place that you start feeling. The vibration of the mantra. That's one idea. Right. The other idea is that it's purely just the mood, the, the emotional, feminine mood that you should approach the mantra with. Yeah. That's one way to see it. Then another another thing to talk about in terms of mantra is the nyas. That this goes from. So the idea of nyas, usually they do sharanga nyas, which is the six limbs, which we do a heart, head, sika, uh, sika, which is the brahmarandra, the top of your mm-hmm. head. Then you're doing kavach, the kavach, which armor. is a armor, um, and then your eyes, the three eyes, mm-hmm. and then the kavach, the, the astra, astra mm-hmm. protecting the space itself. So you usually do sharanga nyas and you do karanyas. Hands. The syllables are put on your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, the hands is an easier uh, explanation. explanation. The hands are a representation of your actions, your karmas that you do with your hands. Mm-hmm. So, so when you put the mantra into your hands, what you're saying is let my actions become in alignment with the mantra. So it's super important actually to start to... I would say absolutely important. Um, so you're aligning your physical reality with the subtle reality is what you're mm. you're trying to do. The whole idea of the mantras from the very beginning is that we're trying to get in the line. We're trying to align our state of being with this with this um, <clears throat> transcendent state of being, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that we can make contact. Make it. contact, like radio signals. Yes, so you're gonna free, basically what we're doing in. with mantra is tuning in. Res, yeah, and the resonance, and the resonance of a particular, uh, particular devata. And the nyasas are designed so we're to, to we, put we those resonances into, 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 the into the body, into the nervous system, into the body, the nervous system, and then on a more like we're saying, the hands. This is a more subtle concept of your actions themselves mm-hmm. becoming in alignment. So your life, as you live it, becomes in alignment mm-hmm. with the mantra. Now, have you ever had an explanation of the the saranga like? The hridaya, like the forehead and sika, like what are those um, five specifically? Well, the heart is easy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your your um, 
the heart space is the seat of the soul. Seat of the soul. So we 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 want that. To we want to align our heart, want our with, heart with the mantra, mm-hmm. right? Then you want to align your intellect with the the, the mantra. Mm-hmm. You want to align the the. Um, well, shika is like a bandha, right? Shika bandha. You're closing that. You're so. closing that. Yeah. So you're protecting you're yourself. You're protecting yourself from from, out, uh, from 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 without getting too. Um, yeah. From the environment itself. Mm-hmm. This is a subtle point of your body that is like an antenna. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure that that the mantra itself is the filter by which you're receiving information from uh-huh. the world. That the, it's being filtered through Beautiful. through the mantra. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so you're closing that point and that be, be, the mantra itself or the syllable in particular that you're putting there and usually <clears throat> you'll see the line the way they line up is interesting as well. So depending on what you, what you're putting in each of those points is significant. It's mm-hmm. not random, right? Mm-hmm. Like clean rudayai in a maha. Mm-hmm. You're putting the starts the root the is in the heart. The root, the root is in the heart. The whole yeah. right. Um. And uh, so each of those, when you do the, the it's it's significant. Mm. So then we've. Uh, we're protecting our signal, mm-hmm. and then the, the kavach is um, a similar concept, but more physical. But more physical than subtle. It's more about your body itself. Mm-hmm. That your body being alignment with protected and aligned. And, 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 aligned. and then the natra, and it's not the two eyes; it's the three eyes. Mm-hmm. You have your physical eyes, and then you have your the oh, eye yeah. of knowledge, mm-hmm. and that they should be in, in line in alignment with the mantra, right? Mm-hmm. And then the astra, and then the astra is the subtle space itself. It's it's beyond the signal, but it's the we're into the field, the field of, of and even you could say field of physical and mental activities. Mm-hmm. This is the astra, mm-hmm. and. Uh, And Gopal Mantra Viswaha. Yeah. So you're even, again, you're being protected by the fact that you've surrendered to God. Oh, beautiful. Right? So that's the weapon. That's the weapon. Your surrender. Your self-surrender is the weapon that protects you. Mm. Right? Beautiful. So that's the nyasa, and the nyasa is also part of recognizing the connection, the spiritual reality of your physical reality. Mm-hmm. You're spiritualizing your physical. physical reality. But in truth, your physical reality was always spiritual, but you think your it's perception. not. You're spiritualizing your perception of, of reality. Your reality. You're, yeah. you're retuning. You're retuning. Um, then obviously, every mantra will have a dhyana mantra. The dhyana mantra is an image that is laden with information. It's n- it's a description of a particular scene, mm-hmm. and everything about that scene, if meditated on as a static image, mm-hmm. and the the dhyana as a practice is usually where you are trying to develop your ability to hold an image in your mind and then make it as vivid and as real as possible. Mm-hmm. So you start with something basic. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually they you know they do dhyana with a fire as it starts. Um, it's part of Tarka, uh, and they get they get 
they stare at the fire so long that when you close your eyes, when you close your eyes, you can see the flame, and then they ho- try to hold that flame for uh, an extended period of time, mm-hmm. right? So that's usually more easy than if you had a complicated image that you have to hold the whole image in your mind. Mm-hmm. But in time, what the, the dhyana mantras, they give you what the image is supposed to be that you're supposed to hold, and then you're supposed to make that as vivid as possible and hold it, and then contemplate the the, the nature of the image is it has the capacity to, um, when contemplated, to feed you knowledge. Wow. It, it has... They're like, uh, you could say, like, uh, what do they call it in movies? Um, when uh, they lead kernels of stuff, what's it called? Clues? No, like... Oh, um... What's it called? Oh, my God. I, I can't believe like, I forget that term. It'll come It'll come to us. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's... So, they're like that. They, that they're to be contemplated, and they, they unlock answers in them themselves when you're when you yeah. look at them and contemplate them that you look at them and you contemplate the image you're looking at yeah and for every mantra there's a dhyana mm. or every devata there's a dhyana yeah. well each mantra actually and wow. generally there's a dhyana with the mantra so that's dhyana then we have to talk briefly about actually purashtara like actually how to get mantra city how to chant the mantra effectively to get close enough to something called perfection of it well there is a there is a um, but there's also a simplified version yeah so the complicated version is you know it goes through a series of steps of, of awakening the mantra bathing the mantra the, there's a whole worship of the mantra that's soshana and stuff but yeah. that's not just the purushtarna with with japana tarpana marjana bojana and I am not so expert, so I, I, I would actually ask you to, to say a little bit about that. Oh, okay. So basically they they say that you should, that every mantra has a specific number that it must be changed right. before sure. it unlocks. Um, and generally speaking, it's something around the lines of 100,000 times so. the syllable, yeah. syllables in the mantra. So looking at Gopal mantra, we're talking 1,800,000 to get mantra city in that. And then one-tenth of that has to be done in offering in a fire sacrifice or fire ritual, homa. Yeah. And then a tenth of that has to be done as tarpana or offering in water. Yeah. Um, with the, the word tarpayami at the end added to the mantra. Um, and then finally Brahma Boja. But in the case of Gopal Mantra, I believe you actually feed young Brahmanas, young boy Brahmanas, like teenage Brahmanas, um, a tenth of the number of Tarpanas that you did. Oh, wait, we forgot Marjana. Marjana is sprinkling on yourself with the mantra a tenth of the time that you Tarpana. Hmm. And then finally, Brahma Bojana. You feed, you do a feast and you feed, this would be probably 18 18 boys hmm. you, so the Gurukul is a great place to go to finish your um, Purushcharna Purushcharna on Global Mantra um, <clears throat> and that that 
And Mantra City in regards to this mantra would be actually Darshan of Krishna. of Krishna himself. And in turn, that would also result in the Darshan of your own your own form, your yeah. own eternal, they call Swarup, or yeah. eternal soul form, um, which is simultaneously one and different from Krishna. Krishna's form. It's like a part of his form. Your form is a part of his form. Yeah. Um, and so this was a very... Well, what was the, That's the complicated... Then, no, complicated is you, you um, I think you, you double or you, the, compli- the simplified version is, is you, instead of doing all the other things, you increase the amount of japas that you do, I think, double. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Buddhists, Buddhists like Vajrayanis, they, they, will, they will do, say, for example, if they're doing sadhana for Om Mani Padme Hong for Avalokiteshvara. They they're trying to do millions and millions and yeah. millions and millions of them in a lifetime, and so they go into these retreats. So what about what about people who are just regular people living a regular life, and how does how does that work for them? How is if mantra city is achievable at? Well, I mean, if you're going to be thinking Purushcharana and stuff, then you're not you're already not just regular day to day. For regular day to day people. You actually want to rely more on nam, nam name mantras than mantras themselves. Um, so name mantras are st- stuff like Ram, Nam, or the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, and they they facilitate this. They facilitate that transformation in a gentler, more um, slow. But gentle way. Yeah. Whereas when you get really serious, you wanna you wanna surcharge your 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 practice with. So what I was sort of pointing to is that even if you, but you must be a benefit to you if you can. Yeah. You could say you could say the dosage is less. You could say say you're doing a mala per day of a particular mantra. Well, you're still taking the mantra. You're still you're still taking the dose or a dose. It's gonna be slower, but it's still gonna have effect. Yeah. Yeah. So. Generally speaking, the minimum that you should do for a mantra is one mala. One the, mala. The recommended to, minimum is one mala per word, actually. One mala per word. So, say so Gopal Mantra, then we're thinking five malas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else can we explore here? Um, I mean, I think another important thing to know, just if you are at home and you are practicing mantras in your life, um, to learn basic purification rituals like Achman, Achman. Um, which I actually shared on my Instagram. Uh, I have a highlight called Rituals, and in there there's the full explanation, and I show how to do Achman, so check that out. Um, follow me at abhimanyu underscore yogi on Instagram. So the, last, the last thing that we um, should probably mention... Is the idea, going back to mantra as the protector of the mind. So life itself is a school. We all learn through the school of hard knocks. Mm -hmm. Right? We're all experiencing our karmas. Mm -hmm. Our karmas are bearing fruit. Our actions bear fruit. Mm -hmm. Either either yummy fruits or Bitter bitter fruits. 
but our actions bear fruit. Mm-hmm. And our life is um, arranged by our own will to teach us various lessons. Mm-hmm. So the principle with mantra, especially when it's used in conjunction with, say, something like Jyotish, is that we can um, we can speed up the learning, mm. and that we don't necessarily have to learn through the school of hard knocks, right. and that ultimately 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 while there's mantras for all kinds of things you can do mantras for material prosperity you can do mantras for spiritual prosperity you can do mantras for there's all kinds of mantras right but at the 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 highest level it is about that self-surrender and it's about extricating yourself from the repeated cycle of action, reaction, action, reaction, action, reaction. Birth, death, birth, death, birth, death, mm-hmm. birth, death. Not necessarily that that is the goal. The real goal, in truth, is to be fully absorbed in love, be it in the cycle of repeated action, reaction, mm-hmm. be it in the cycle of repeated birth and death, or mm-hmm. in the transcendent state. Right. Right? And that the actual goal and mantras that align with that are are the topmost mantras, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Um, the Gopal Mantra. The Gopal Mantra. They uh, have that purpose of bringing you to that, that yeah, place of absolute love. freedom. Because actually the most free you can possibly be is not, not in the afterlife. <laughs> it's actually achievable at any moment in time when you're detached. Detachment is freedom. So, um, mantras can help one to deal with the fruits, both bitter and sweet, to help um, naturally bring you to a state of epiphany and mm-hmm. change. Mm. Because you're aligning with a greater state of being, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then ultimately to extricate yourself from your own conscious traps, mm. which bind you to egoistic thinking and uh, cause suffering. Suffering, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Abby. I hope that was helpful, and uh, see you guys next time. Um, Thank you for listening, and you can follow this podcast on tons of platforms. Make sure you do, and I will see you next time. Jainitai.